good morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome to Troy United Methodist Church. Uh, my name is Andy. Uh, I'm so glad that you are here today. Uh, you've come on a day that none of us will quickly forget. At least that's, uh, that's been my, my hope and my prayer. Uh, last week we kicked off a brand new uh, series uh, that we're, we've entitled Days and Nights with Jesus. And we've had a, uh, a really clear goal uh, with this, uh, you know, this month and next month in this series to get a crystal clear picture of who Jesus really is. Uh, because when we see his heart and his character and his mission, we can't help but be inspired and want more of him in our lives. And today, um, even though today's uh, message will be uh, much shorter than normal, uh, I know I kind of half anticipated an amen or two uh, when I said that, but, but even though uh, today's message will be much shorter, I, I, I think that we will be irresistibly drawn to the character and the mission of Jesus as we look at the day that Jesus fed the thousands. Uh, most of us have heard of this amazing miracle of Jesus uh, when he fed thousands of people uh, with only a couple of loaves and a couple of fish. Uh, but let me read this uh, for you from Mark chapter 8, uh, verses 1 through 10. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered, but where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people, and they did so. They had a few small fish as well. He gave thanks for them also and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. About 4,000 were present, and having sent them away, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the region of Dalmanutha. Just a few things that I want to point out about this miraculous day with Jesus that I think really get to the, the, the heart and character and mission of Jesus. Uh, uh, first off, uh, I, I don't know if you knew this or not, um, but... This is actually the second time that Jesus fed thousands of people. Did you know that? Uh, he, he'd done this a couple of times, uh, and this was the second one. Just a couple of chapters earlier, in fact, in, in, my, in my Bible, it's one page before. But in Mark chapter 6, uh, Jesus had fed 5,000 people. Uh, in fact, there, there are many, many similarities between these two stories. If you read them, uh, there are some exact phrasings that are just exactly the same, uh, such that to the casual reader, it, it, it could come across like, didn't I just read this yesterday? Uh, it, it seems like the same story um, is, is happening, and yet there are some differences. 
uh, two important differences that I want to point out today. Uh, one, uh, the, the first difference that I want to point out is the locations of the miracles. Uh, in, in just the, some verses before we, and a couple of verses before the other feeding account, we see where Jesus was when he performed these miracles. Um, in the first story from chapter 6, Jesus is around his hometown, uh, a region of Galilee. Um, in the second story, Jesus is around uh, the cities of Tyre and Sidon in the region of the Decapolis. Uh, why is this important? Here's why. Um, Galilee, where Jesus grew up, where he was from, was predominantly Jewish. These were God's people. Uh, but the Decapolis was largely Gentile. It was just beyond the northern border of Israel. Uh, these were not the people of God in our scripture that I just read for today. And yet, yet Jesus has compassion on them. He, he loves them. He cares for them, even though they're outsiders. They, they, they'd been with him for three days. And he loved them. He cared for them. Uh, that's one distinction. Here's another distinction between the stories, and it involves this compassion, this love of Jesus. In the first miraculous feeding story, um, it says in Mark chapter 6, uh, verse 34, uh, this, is, this is what it says about that compassion that Jesus had. It said, Jesus had compassion on them, the crowds, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Jesus sees the crowds, and he, he sees that they have deep spiritual needs. They, they were wandering. They were lost. They were like, Jesus said himself, they were like sheep who didn't have a shepherd. So Jesus taught them. He met their spiritual need. I, I am so glad that, that Jesus not only sees our spiritual needs, but he meets them. Uh, but look at what moves Jesus to compassion in the, the story that, that I just read from Mark chapter 8. Uh, verse 2. Jesus, these are his words. He says, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. I, I hope you, you see this. There, there's a, a difference in what moves Jesus to compassion. And, and in this story, he's already been teaching the people. He, he's already addressed their spiritual need. But what moves him to compassion is their physical need. He's afraid that if he sends them home now without food, uh, they're going to collapse. They're, they're, they're going to pass out. They're, they're not going to make it home um, on their long journey. Oh, how I love this Jesus. I, I love this Jesus. He not only cares about the insiders, he cares about the outsiders too. He not only sees people's spiritual needs and meets them, he sees their physical need and meets them too. And today, as we reflect on this, uh, this World Communion Sunday, 
when we remember that Jesus is the bread of life for everyone. I think it would make Jesus smile to know that we join with Christians around the globe unified in serving the bread of life to others. So we're going to do that today. Uh, We're going to do that. And when I shared with our staff team what I'm about to share with with you all right now, there was just a buzz in the room. There was a genuine excitement. Um, What if? What if we as a church partnered with God's Holy Spirit and trusted Jesus again to, to multiply the loaves and fishes to meet the physical needs of 50,000 people. Outsiders, outsiders who we will never know their name, never meet them this side of heaven. Troy United Methodist Church, are, are you up for something like that? Now, before, before I, I, okay, I see you not here. You're not sure. Uh, uh, before, before you say yes, let me tell you what it's going to take. First, what it's not going to take. It's not going to take you opening up your pocketbooks again. I mean, we do have an offering in, in a minute, but it's not, it's not for uh, what I just shared uh, with you. Uh, you. You give, and you give generously, and you give often. Um, no, just, just as when Jesus fed the thousands, everything that we need is already provided for us. It, it will only take, this is what it'll take, it'll only take um, a commitment from you for an hour or two or three, um, an hour or two or three of your time to specifically to join in uh, a mass assembly line this morning um, and then possibly again on Saturday, November 2nd, just about a, a month away. Uh, last year, a, a couple hundred of us uh, gathered. If you were a part of our church, you, you heard about this. Some of you were there. How many were there for our food packaging event uh, last, last fall? Okay, uh, about 25% of you. That, that's, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to see that some of you participated, but a lot of you didn't because you're going to get an opportunity today. Uh, but last year, um, at this, this, about this season, uh, we did a food packaging event in here with about 200 people, and we packaged 2,500 packets of food. Um, and each packet of food uh, had six servings, could si- serve six people. So that uh, fed 15,000 people. Just a couple weeks after we packaged them, they were sent out to Trinidad and Tobago uh, where they had experienced mass flooding and, and people were fed. Uh, because of the faithfulness of the, the time that, that people put in here in our church. And, um, and so if, if we're to meet our goal of 50,000 people being fed, it, it's going to take packaging a little over 8,000, 8,334 uh, food packets. And, uh, and our goal is to do that between today uh, for a little bit of time and then um, on November 2nd. And we'll have clearer numbers of how many we get done today and what we have left to do on November 2nd. But we did 2,500 in about 90 minutes last year. And so so here, so after we consume the bread of life this morning, 
and uh, we'll bring forward our, our offering. We're not going to pass the plate today. It's just up here. So you can bring forward your offering. And today's World Communion Sunday, and there's a special offering an envelope in there for uh, uh, distributing the bread of life in a variety of other ways through our broader denomination. Um, but but if, as you bring forward your offering, we share in Holy Communion. Each of you will be invited to give some of your time this morning uh, to offer the bread of life in order to meet the physical needs of this world. So now let me ask you, are you in? Are you in? I hope so. Just as there is one loaf, we are reminded that uh, we are one body, united with Jesus to be broken for the world around us. And with the cup, we are reminded that just as Jesus poured out his blood, not only for us, but for everyone, that we too are called to pour out ourselves for the sake of others. Let's pray together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, would you meet us here in this place? Would you come in power to do a miracle, not only in our hearts, but also through the work of our hands as we join you in your compassionate mission to meet the spiritual and physical needs, not only of your people here, but also those who do not know you yet. The world that you came to sacrifice yourself for. Lord, would you pour out your sanctifying spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them become for us powerful symbols of your body and your blood that we may be for the world, the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Would you make us one with you, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes again in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet table. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory for this miracle is yours. Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Uh, those who are helping to serve communion, would you uh, come forward at this time? Uh, today we only have uh, uh, two stations set up, um, um, and you will be invited to come and, and led by the ushers to come down the kind of the, the center aisles. Um, and there will be bread and a gluten-free option at every station and then a cup. Uh, you can take that, eat it, and then drink uh, of the cup and you'll have a little plastic uh, cup left over as you kind of go off to the sides. There's a receptacle where you can put the plastic cup, but also uh, an, an offering plate where you can bring forward your connection card uh, and any offering that you might have. Just, just leave it in that, that plate as you come up. You might also want to spend some time in prayer at one of our prayer stations, uh, but then you can return by the side aisles and uh, uh, join in this, this really this uh, I, I want to say this opening song uh, to the work uh, that we are going to do in partnering with Jesus to perform another miracle. Uh, so won't you come?